welcome back to the Hearth and Hedge. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. Today I'm going to talk about um, my trip to California. <laughs> and a couple other things. We have a, a pretty important announcement to make. Uh, so first and foremost, why I went to California. Uh, so my parents moved to California a few years ago um, in 20, well, okay, they moved to Northern California in 2013. Uh, after the great government shutdown of 2013, they decided that it was time to retire and move to their retirement home in Northern California. The first couple years there were absolutely amazing and it was perfect for them, you know. My mom had her garden my dad had <laughs> not the city and they spent the next few years really making that their forever home i'm sure if you live in the area or you know look at the television ever you will have noticed in the last few years there have been quite a few wildfires in the state of california and particularly in the northern part of the state uh, so three out of four of the past years, my parents have either had to evacuate or stay in, indoors for several weeks at a time or both. They finally decided that it was time to leave because why would you want to do that to yourself every year? And my father has asthma and my mother really likes to be outside in her garden. And if she can't go outside and you know, it just has to stay inside all the time. What, what kind of a quality of life is that for them? It's just, there isn't any. So they finally made the decision uh, this past year to move away. And they found a really beautiful house in Arkansas. Uh, and my father called me at the end of 2021 and asked me if I would be willing to take a couple weeks to move with him to, or to help them move rather. <laughs> From California to Arkansas. I jumped at the chance. I was like, absolutely, yes, I will be there no matter what. Um, I'm really lucky because I, in my, you know, in the real world, I work for the federal government and I work from home. So I was able to say yes without having to even really worry about it. Of course, I, I asked my boss, but I can telework from India. I don't have to be in the United States. I don't have to be at my desk at home. I can telework from everywhere. So everywhere or anywhere, I guess I should say. So I jumped at the chance, um, finalized it with my boss, and uh, we made plans. So at the end of January of this year, after I had already taken some time off of the podcast because we had had a huge storm that just absolutely devastated our community, and we needed to clean up from that. I hopped on a plane and I flew to California. Uh, originally, my trip was supposed to be for two weeks uh, from January 25th. I uh, know, I'm sorry, from January 23rd. And I was supposed to come home on February 5th. My father picked me up from the airport on the 22nd. It was so Wonderful to see him. I haven't seen them since November, and considering the fact that I live on the entire other uh, side of the country, it's always wonderful to see my parents, no matter how often I get to see them. But my dad picked me up from the airport. We had a great evening. We 
We got home and I was exhausted. It was a long trip. But then, you know, we were moving things, so there was a lot to do. The next day we got up and we hit the ground running. I started uh, helping them pack. There was a lot of stuff that needed to be packed. I had expected different circumstances when I arrived there, but uh, there was still a lot that needed to be put away. And I understand why, you know, there's packing is hard, moving is hard. It's very overwhelming. <clears throat> So I just jumped right in and I started packing. Meanwhile, my dad, uh, who has asthma, was having some pretty congested chest issues. Tuesday morning, he was just not feeling well and, and he, he was telling my mom and my mom just finally said, you know what, you need to go get tested for COVID. So my dad went and got tested for COVID. And guess what? <laughs> he had it. <laughs> So, of course, by this time, we had been, I had been in the house with him for three days. My mom obviously lives with him, sleeps with him. Uh, so they were very close. So we all knew that we were all going to have COVID. Two days later, my mom and I were both diagnosed with COVID. And guess what? Still have to move. <laughs> it was really interesting because, let me tell you, COVID is no joke. I am fully vaccinated. I am boosted. I caught COVID anyway. And thank God that I was vaccinated and boosted because if I wasn't, it would have been easier. Or I mean, it would have been much harder. <laughs> I was really sick. I was sick for three days. Uh, like three days of not being able to get out of bed sick after that. I, I mean, it's March 8th right now as I record this. Uh, and I still, I'm sure you can hear in my voice, there is some scratchiness. I'm still up at night coughing. I still have post-COVID headaches. It is not a fun situation at all. But we uh, continued. We continued packing. We ended up having to postpone my return home from March 5th. I'm sorry, excuse me, February 5th to February 12th, I flew home, but that's jumping quite ahead, quite a bit ahead. By the time we all finished with COVID and we're ready to go, it was now January 31st. We are, uh, we are leaving, <laughs> let's say one, two, three, five days late. <laughs> we are leaving Northern California five days late. So we were leaving from Lewiston, California and drove all the way down. Where did we go? Where did we go that night? Let me consult my book that I don't have here. Um, Southern California, we drove to Southern California. <laughs> Spent a long, long time driving uh, to our first destination. We had a trailer that we were staying in, which was good because we all had COVID. Uh, so we were all staying in a travel trailer. So we drove all the way down to Bakersfield. That's where it was, Bakersfield, California, on night one. It's insane how long California is. <laughs> I, you know, you just don't even think about how big a state is. My mom started driving. Uh, so my dad was driving the truck and the trailer, and my mom and I were following him in, in the forerunner. So my mom started driving for the first couple hours, and then I started driving for the rest of the day. I drove us all the way down to Bakersfield, 
Uh, and we arrived in Bakersfield at, I don't know, 11 at night, pulled in, hooked up the, the trailer, and pretty much went to bed right away. So spent the night in Bakersfield, California. The first night we were supposed to be in Bakersfield, so we made our, we made our, our trip that day, and we did great. Uh, night two, we were supposed to end up in Meteor City, uh, which is at the Meteor Crater in Arizona. Meteor City, Arizona is where we were trying to get to. Um, we ended up, but you know, we all have COVID. We ended up driving to Kingman, Arizona, which if any of you are familiar with that part of the country, it's just inside Arizona from Nevada and California. It's not far from, it's not, I mean, it's like a couple hundred miles from Bakersfield, but it's still not far. So we pulled in to Kingman. Our goal was to be to our destinations before the sun went down, right? Because the first night it was 11 o'clock. It was insane. We couldn't rest. You can't rest because you still have four dogs that you have to take out and walk and then, you know, eat your, eat your dinner and get yourself ready to, for bed and everything. And then in the morning you get up and you have to walk four dogs and then you, you know, feed yourself and yada, yada, yada. It's not like just traveling with one person where you can just get up and go and stop at McDonald's and get, you know what I mean? So nothing, nothing is easy is what I'm trying to say. We made it to Kingman the second night. And uh, meanwhile, on the news, they're talking about this major winter storm that is supposed to go across the entire middle of the United States. I'm sure if you think back to uh, the beginning of January, no, the beginning of February, you will remember this storm, especially if you are in the central part of the United States, Arkansas, New Mexico, uh, Texas, uh, all the way up into the Great Lakes. This storm was terrible. And there's whispers of it on the night that we're staying in Kingman. So we just were looking at the, at the uh, news and, and keeping an eye out. So the next day, we get up and we leave and we know that the storm is coming. Uh, but it's clear skies, beautiful weather in Arizona, if not a little bit windy. Um, our plan was to get to Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa is just over the Sandia Pass uh, into the eastern half of New Mexico. Um, so we're driving and we get to, I don't know, maybe 50 miles west of Gallup. We're traveling along I-40. Starts spitting snow. All right, no big deal, you know. So we kept going and we got east of Gallup and uh, about halfway between Gallup and Grants, New Mexico, we hit uh, standstill traffic. We, that's where we, that's where we were, you know. We were in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico, which is absolutely one of the most beautiful states on the planet. Um, so at least we could look at pretty things. But we were stuck on Interstate 40 for two hours without moving more than maybe 200 feet. And finally, the state troopers in New Mexico uh, diverted traffic onto uh, Route 66, which runs parallel to Interstate 40 for several, several, several miles. By several, I mean hundreds. And we drove down Route 66 and then were diverted back onto I-40. And by this time it is dark 
and it is snowy and it is slick and it is scary. <laughs> so as soon as we got back onto Interstate 40, we exited at the first available exit where we could A, go to the restroom and B, you know, kind of convene and decide what we were gonna do. We exited in Grants, New Mexico at the Iron Skillet. <laughs> and at this point, none of us were contagious anymore. We were past the CDC's recommended quarantine time and none of us had had a fever for over 24 hours. So we went into the iron skillet wearing masks, of course, and we had we had breakfast dinner and discussed what we were going to do. And I said, I looked at my both of my parents and I said, look, I really don't think we should go any further. And thank God, thank God, uh, both of my parents agreed. And when I say thank God, both of my parents agreed, I really mean, thankfully, my father agreed because he just really wanted to get going. He wanted to get there. And I understand that. But man, we just needed to stop. So we ended up parking the um, trailer in the parking lot of the iron skillet at the truck stop and stayed the night there, uh, which was smart because the next day I-40 was completely closed. So we moved from the iron skillet over to uh, an RV park less than a mile away. It was like Mother Nature, uh, the universe, was trying to make everything as difficult as possible for this trip. Uh, it was just one thing after another. Everything <laughs> was crazy. And I'm, I'm telling you this story and I'm being so calm about it. But the whole time, uh, I was losing my entire mind, right? But I was holding it together for my parents because the last thing they needed was for me to add to the stress. You know, they are uprooting their lives. They're in their 70s. Actually, I think my mom is not in her 70s yet, but she's getting there. Uh, they are, but they're, they're retired citizens, you know, and they are uprooting their retirement after being in the house that they were supposed to die in um, for almost 10 years. They're moving to a new house, a new place, a new state, um, starting all over, which I just cannot imagine. So the last thing they needed was for me to lose my shit, which is funny because all I wanted to do was lose my shit. And several times I got in the car by myself to go do something and I would get on the phone with my husband or on Marco Polo with my, my coven and I would lose my entire fucking mind. So lucky for them, <laughs> I was nice, calm, and collected for my parents and then I would go to my friends and family and be like, what the fuck? But it's okay. We handled it. Um, and they were very, very loving and helpful and supportive. Thank the world, thank the universe, thank everyone for them. Because goodness me, I could not have uh, handled that three weeks without them. So anyway, um, while we're in New Mexico and we're stuck in grants, my dad and I went to uh, Walmart. Because in New Mexico, you don't have much of a choice. It's Walmart or whatever, you know, small whatever is open. So we went to Walmart and stocked up on some some more, you know, teas and uh, cough drops and all the stuff that we needed to help our bodies get over COVID. And of course, I'm from New Mexico, so I also had to stock up on some stuff that uh, I can't get outside of New Mexico. So green chili, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, we went to Blake's Lotta Burger. If you are from New Mexico, you know, you know 
what I'm saying here. We went to Blake's Burger and we got a delicious, greasy, green chili cheeseburger. It was divine. Uh, my dad, <laughs> when, we went to, when we went to Walmart, I was like, oh my God, dad, look, there's a Blake's. <laughs> we passed two Blake's Burgers on our way to Walmart and both of us were just so excited. I could hear my dad, ooh. <laughs> so we stopped and got our Blake's Burgers and uh, just kind of made the best of, of a shitty situation, which is all you can do, right? So I teleworked from the trailer <laughs> and ate greasy cheeseburgers. Finally, the next morning, uh, the roads were clear. Uh, that's the beauty of the desert. Things dry out and warm up pretty quickly. So we hit the road the next morning and we had a goal of getting to Shamrock, Texas. Uh, so this is day four of our trip, right? Day one was Bakersfield, day two was Kingman, day three and four were um, Grant. So I guess this was beginning of day five of our trip that was supposed to be five days long in total, including just like a little hop, skip and a jump on the last day of like an hour. But so we're, we're on the road and we're headed to Shamrock, Texas. We stopped one more time, one last time in the beautiful state of New Mexico in Santa Rosa. And I saw an Allsup's. And if you're a New Mexican, you know this one too. I had to stop in the Allsup's and get a chimichanga. Uh, Allsup's chimichangas are so delicious, amazing, and Allsup's sauce is amazing there's nothing like it in the entire world and after you eat your all sips chimichanga you feel like you ate an entire brick but but while it's going down oh my god it's the best thing ever not the whole time my mom actually made me laugh she was like I mean it's kind of doughy and I was like yeah you have to get past past the doughy beginning because all of the stuff like in the chimichanga sinks down to the bottom of the chimichanga. <laughs> so like all, all the innards is at the bottom. <laughs> so the top is pretty much, you know, fried dough. But the rest of it's really good. But oh my God, I bought, I bought four. I bought two for me and one for each of my parents. And But then my mom went in and she also bought, I think three, one for each of us. So we had like, we were, we were chimichanga rich, man. I cannot believe I ate so many chim chimichangas. <laughs> My stomach couldn't believe I ate so many chim chimichangas either. It's fun. <laughs> so uh, after we left uh, Santa Rosa, we headed head, words are hard. We headed off to Shamrock, Texas. We drove all day. We did. We did great. We made great time. We pulled into. Our destination in Shamrock, Texas, about an hour and a half before true sundown, true dark, really. Uh, we made our dinner in the trailer, hung out with the dogs, and that was a super uneventful night. Next night, or next morning, we, we hopped in the, in the truck and trailer, and we were on our way. We were going to make it to Yellville, Arkansas, which is where my parents now live. And I'll tell you what, folks, we almost made it. <laughs> we almost made it. We got to, oh, I don't know, about an hour from our destination. 
and the engine blew on my father's truck. That was fun. <laughs> it was like, really? Really? This one more thing? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so we pulled over. We limped into this little tiny town, called a tow truck. Well, no, we called AAA and fought fought with AAA. Not even worth telling you kind of bullshit AAA was trying to pull. But basically, they were saying, "Nope, we're not going to we're not going to tow you." <laughs> well, my daddy <laughs> was not taking no for an answer. <laughs> so, long story short, we did get AAA to call this one guy that kept calling me darling cuz I I called him first. Because AAA was saying they weren't going to do it. So I was like, well, you know what? Fuck you, AAA. I'll find a person. So I called this guy, and he, he kept calling me darling and sweetie and honey, you know, because that's what you do to some woman that you've never met. But you know what? I ended up calling We called him Sweetums. Uh, Sweetums came, and he towed the truck to uh, his yard, and then he came back, and he, bless his heart, and I don't mean that in the shitty southern way. I mean, bless his heart. Um, he was like, yeah, I will tow the trailer the whole hour to your new house. So we hopped on the road and we started driving and Yellville, Arkansas is in the mountains, my friends. It's in the mountains and it's in the mountains where there's not always sun. And so after this huge winter storm had just gone through, uh, there were a lot of icy roads. And as we're driving through the mountains, you know, we're hitting a lot of icy patches and thinking, oh, well, this is going to be fun. But we, we make it. We made it all the way to the house. And uh, my mom and I were following the trailer. My dad was in the, in the in the tow truck with the, the tow truck guy with Sweetums. And um, they uh, they slowed down at the driveway of the house which it's very very icy where we are so we just kind of stop and wait and see what they're going to do and they try to start moving the trailer uh, into the driveway the driveway is at the top of a hill if you're looking at the driveway the driveway from the road the driveway is downhill in front of you right but then to turn into the driveway if you were to keep going on the road the road goes downhill right after the driveway so it's at the top of this hill right so he, he's trying to turn into the driveway with the trailer, and the trailer starts slipping. So another long story short, he cannot get the trailer in the damn driveway. So we're at the house, the new house, that's an hour into the mountains, and we can't park the trailer, which means we can't stay in the trailer, which means Dad and I are getting everything we possibly can and possibly could need out of the trailer and hand carrying it down into the house uh, so that we can sleep in the house because we don't have a way to sleep in the trailer. So after six days of bullshit and actually two weeks really of bullshit because we pulled into the house the night I was supposed to fly home after all this time of bullshit that we had to deal with, we all had to sleep on the floor of the new house, which is fine. You know what? First world problems right there. I mean, we were warm. We had heat. We were fine. But I'll tell you, you know what I wanted to sleep on was at least an air mattress, if not an actual mattress. But we made it, and 
that's all that matters. And everybody was safe, and that's really all that matters as well. So that, my friends, is why it has taken me a long time to get out very much content. And that, my friends, is why I have a very big, very special announcement to give you today. I have decided, because I do have followers, and I know I do hear from my followers, when are you putting out your next podcast? When are you putting out your next podcast? And recently, I haven't been able to release every two weeks like I want to. So I've done some soul searching. I have decided that this is the last episode where I am the host of The Hearth and Henge. Starting very, very soon, I am going to be the co-host of the Hearth and Hedge. Um, I am going to welcome my beautiful, gorgeous, talented, wonderful friend, Margot, to join me as my co-host. And we are going to come up with content and wonderful new episodes from now on into the future. And you won't have to wait. We will be publishing bi-weekly as originally planned. Between the two of us, we will share some really amazing things. So now that I made that special announcement, I am going to share kind of a spell with you. We all move to, you know, we all have times in our lives when we're moving into a new place or into a new, even just a new relationship in the same place or, or whatever. And we need to cleanse our space. When I moved to, when I moved my parents down to Arkansas, my mom asked me to please help cleanse her house. So I wanted to share some of the things that I did to prepare her for prepare her and my father for their new venture and to prepare the new house for them to bring their own life into it. So first, my my parents and their old house had chickens. And so I made sure that we got some of their chicken eggs um and as we used them, I kept the shells and I ground up those shells. Those shells specifically, I ground up so that we could keep them and take them with us to the new house. I also had, my parents and I had one last fire in their old house and we saved um, a piece of a log from that fire and brought it with us to the new house. And then I brought some stuff from my house, uh, some lavender, I brought an orange for happiness, some cinnamon for spell, uh, spell enhancement, and um, some salt for protection. I brought all of these things into the new house. I also brought some sage so that I could cleanse the house. It was ethically sourced white sage. I was unable to find uh, something that was not white sage at the time, uh, so that's what, what I bought, but I made sure that it was ethically sourced. On the second evening in the new house, I took all of these things that I brought in and I created a spell with the eggshells. I charged the eggshells with protection and mixed some lavender in there to bring peace and some of the cinnamon and uh, actually mixed up a little bit of the sage ashes after I saged the house. Uh, I mixed all of that up into a powder and I took it outside and I uh, sprinkled it around the perimeter of the house. Um, inside the house, I saged every room and did some sound clearing with some little hand symbols that I have, but you can sound clear your house just by clapping or singing at the top of your lungs a happy song or 
doing a good scream if you are okay with doing that i'm absolutely incapable of screaming it that even even the thought of it stresses me out but um you can do sound clearing in lots of different ways and if you are allergic to sage or uh, don't like the smell of sage sound clearing is a great option or using incense can work instead of using sage there are lots of different ways of cleansing a house um, in my first episode, I believe, uh, or maybe my second episode, whichever one is the communication spell episode, um, there is also another way of doing cleansing. And that one was more for cleansing negative energy um, that's brought about by just having um, emotional issues in the home, but you can adapt that spell with the lavender and the sweeping to cleanse the space of negative spiritual and energy as well. So I did the saging and the sound clearing. And then after I did that, I walked around and I did, uh, I used Palo Santo to bring in some peace into the house, peace and happiness. And once all that was done, uh, my parents and I sat down, we had a really delicious dinner. And then we took the, the piece of of wood from the last fire that we had in the last house and we used that to light a new a new fire the first fire in the new house and that kind of symbolized for me and for my mother uh, it kind of symbolized bringing the happiness from the old home that, and all the love that was made in the old home and using it to start the fire in the new home my mom really loved that idea and I thought it was it was a great way for her because I know that leaving her last house was very, very hard for her. Very, very hard because she loved it so much and she had planned on dying there. So being able to help her transition into her new home emotionally as well as physically was really, really important to me. Uh, and I believe, I believe that helped a lot. While I was there, I was able to help them set up their kitchen and get their living room mostly squared away so that when I left, I knew that they, their house was at least functional and the rest of the stuff that needed to be put away was, you know, it could just be done as, as they had time. But yeah, so when you move into a new place, you can take any of those things that I just spoke about uh, and, and use them in your own space or uh, take them and adapt them and make them different and, and work for you. I say it. Every time, every episode, it's all about intention. Whatever you do, if you put your intention into it, it doesn't matter what it is. It will work um, as long as you spiritually connect with what you're doing and you're, you're manifesting what it is you're trying to accomplish. And by manifesting, I don't mean just think about it. You also have to put physical and emotional effort into anything that you're trying to manifest. So if you're saying, okay, here, I'm going to clean all the negativity out of this household, and then you turn around and are kind of a jerk, that's not going to help. You have to work on anything that you manifest has to be worked on by you as well. Thank you for coming to visit us at the Hearth and Hedge. And I cannot wait for the next episode with Margo. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>